Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. But I'll, think I'm, I'll, I'll get one maybe soon. Christmas time. Yeah, my other one still works. I mean, Apple it makes a fantastic product that lasts quite a while. Yeah, mine lasted a long time too. I think over ten years. From I mean, I bought it a few years into its uh, you know existence. I bought it used, oh, but yeah. it, it like total uh, lasted ten years. And I mean, it still works. It's just really slow. I think over time the processors start to kind of gunk up or slow down. Um, and the brand new processors are super fast. So mm. it's just a convenience thing more than a necessity, but like things open quick, like your internet browser, it restarts in, I don't know, 10 seconds total nice. instead of like five minutes sometimes. But <laughs> I know that you wanted it initially more ports. And that's what I think that's why you liked the older version. Yeah. And they stopped doing uh, as many ports. And that was, I'm reading the book, the Steve Jobs document uh, biography, and it's mm-hmm. it was him. He wanted like less ports and everything needed to be self-contained. He didn't want it to be compatible with other operating systems. Mm-hmm. Even to the point where I'm at the, you know, like three quarters of the way through the book and, and, and he didn't even want to sell them at stores where they're selling other computers because mm-hmm. if it's sitting next to a Dell or, you know, a HP computer, it, it's twice <laughs> the price. Right. And, if, and if the salesperson doesn't know how to explain why the Apple is so much better, you know, you, the buyer is just going to buy the cheaper version probably or cheaper mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the ports, does this new computer have a lot of ports? It does, um, and it actually has HDMI as well, which they had moved away from, but I'm sure they got a lot of flack because HDMI is still like a massive, you know, convenience. Nice. Yeah, um, totally. So they brought HDMI back, which is great. Uh, the last generation, I think, didn't have it, but you could still get like an adapter to get HDMI to work, but, you know, it should just work. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting how they try some things and then it's like, nope, that one didn't work, so let's give it back. But uh, it, I mean, it does have new ports, but it's weird because I think they're called USB-C. So they're not the same USBs that we're used to. So you do need an adapter for those. But they are super fast. Like it'll charge my phone like twice oh, yeah. or three times the speed of the old USB. I so. love the super fast charging port. Or, yeah, like uh, option. Because I have two different chargers and one is like regular where I put my phone at night and one is I have out in the living room where if I need to charge relatively quick, I go ahead and put it on that one. Ben showed me that. We're here with Matt Humble from Time Wheel and Sheath. Hey yo. Hey yo. Do you like the 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 portrait layout or do you like the landscape? I think the other one looks a little yeah, that looks nice. Yeah, that looks nice. And you can always adjust it, I think, if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for joining me. It's been a long time. We need to do the, I mean, I, I know we do them like annually. Mm-hmm. Matt is co-owner of sheathunderwear.com. Mm-hmm. You have to check it out if you've never seen it. Um, that's what we try to promote on this podcast, but we also try to promote, you know, success tips from mm-hmm. in, in, in all areas of life, mental health, business, mm-hmm. physical health, spiritual health. Matt's right. like a guru in the in the spiritual realm. <laughs> I'm definitely interested in spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say it's one of the main focuses of my life, and I didn't ever think that that would be the case, you know. But after a handful of experiences, you just can't deny that that is a real part of having a good life. Right? You know, it's like you can always get all the success physical mental you know like money and and all that but if you're not happy at the end of the day it doesn't none of it matters you know so it's just spirituality helps balance happiness with all the material things i need to get my shades on but what about so how does mental health and spiritual health and physical health how do they all like intertwine you know Mm -hmm. well i think a spiritual health 
definitely gives a, a massive boost of understanding as to why your physical and mental health is so important because you get a glimpse of what we actually are. Um, you know, like it's funny, like when we grow up, a lot of us think we're just, I don't know. It's like, we don't see the specialness in being alive and being a human. It's just Meat like, body. yeah, if anything, we're usually like talking down to ourselves you know, we're not as good as them. We don't have what they have. Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I can't get a girlfriend. I can't get a job or whatever it is. Like, whatever issue you're having, you're focused on, like, that negative thing instead of all the, like, things you do have and all the health that you have. And there's so much to be grateful for. And once that mindset shifts to gratefulness rather than resentment and bitterness... Uh, you can take care of your body more, your your mental health more. And I don't know, it's it's definitely a process. It's not like you just become spiritually awakened and the next day for the rest of your life, it's all good. It's definitely like a return to uh, as often as possible state. Um, and, you know, for me, it was first awakened through psychedelics. And for a while, I was really you know, and I still do part partake in psychedelics, but for a while I was thinking like that was the only way mm -hmm. to do it. Um, until I learned that, you know, yoga and meditation and just ritual and like having a daily or a morning practice, um, or routine can really start to bring you back into that as well. So that's something I've been doing like every day. I think we were just talking on the phone the other day. You haven't missed a day of meditation this whole year. I've only missed one day of meditation this whole year. And yeah, it's funny that, you know, like it feels easy now to do that where some people can't meditate for five minutes over the course of a year, you know, and we're doing it every day and it's, and it's easy and we actually like to do it. Yeah. I look forward to it. I'm, I was actually, I actually wrote another reminder in my phone this morning cause I, I meditated. I mean, and then I, I had do one minute of Tai Chi every day, which I see on my phone every day because it's a daily reminder and I never do it. But the meditation I've been doing, and I want to do it more. I almost want to meditate like all day, which I know I can't do. But if I can do it, I, like stretch it from 15 minutes in the morning to another 15 minutes at night and maybe or 15 minutes in the afternoon, I really want to really devote myself more because I like the way it feels. I've, I'm at yeah. peace. I think it's rebalancing my body, I just got this notification on my sleep IQ, sleep number bed, that my heart rate during sleep is higher than um, other people my age, the average heart rate. And it's like, because it's like 75 beats per minute. And I'm like Googling what is an average heart rate. And mm -hmm. I could and or should be closer to like 50. Mm. And, but I'm like, I meditate every day. I work out. Is it? The nicotine, which is kind of a new ingredient in my like diet, if you will, mm -hmm. which uh, I, uh, I mean, I, I kind of did it when I was in my early twenties, and then, but just at night, and then ever since the, actually, it started during sober October a couple years ago when I quit smoking weed. Mm -hmm. I. I like the inhaling aspect or whatever, like feeling smoke in my chest. Yeah, and so I. Kind of, and then I got used to that, and I'm really leaning towards like in the new year, I'm gonna try to shift away from that so much because it, mm -hmm. it has. I'm noticing, you know, you have to be self aware that it's become an addiction, a problem, and mm -hmm. a lot of people go through that and quit. But I'm hoping meditation yeah. can help me kind of at least balance out the the harm for now until I'm ready. You got to kind of prepare yourself mentally to make a pretty big shift in your, in your routine. Um, so, yeah, actually I have, um, something I'd like to recommend. Um, I, I saw someone, I did a podcast that I'm actually about to release, even though I recorded it months ago, um, with this guy called Cal Callahan. Hmm. Um, he's an entrepreneur at, in Austin. And during our podcast, he kept hitting this like volcano vape bag. And oh. I could tell it wasn't weed because like he didn't look high, he didn't feel high. Like at the end of the podcast, I was like, what were you hitting the whole time? And he was like, oh, it's this amazing blend. 
like I'll send it to you. So he sent me the link and it's a blend of different herbs that aren't, you know, nicotine or THC. Um, but what he'll do is he'll put just the tiniest bit of actual tobacco in there as well. Okay. I'm I'm thinking he's probably putting like five, you know, strands of, of tobacco, which would be like one inhalation of, of a cigarette or whatever. Um, but it created, you know, first of all, it's vapor now and not smoke, but you still okay. get the inhale, you still get the exhale. It's it's a thing, and it's a, mm-hmm. such a small amount of nicotine, I can't really imagine it hurting, and it'll definitely help <laughs> wean anyone off. Um, nice. I don't have a volcano yet. They're pretty expensive, but I at least want to get the smoking blend and, like, roll it into joints and just kind of see what the effect is. I, wow. haven't, I haven't got it yet. But to me, it makes sense that it would be a healthier option, but you still get the fix if you like have 90% harmless herbs and maybe 10% tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like essentially that's way healthier than just straight cigarettes. Um, and especially with it, it doesn't have THC in it. So you still get a buzz. And I think these herbs probably give you some type of a buzz because they're like known herbs that have been used in like Ayurveda and like just throughout history, you know, like one of them was like the, uh, blue Egyptian Lotus, you know, I Ooh. think that's one of the several herbs that's in the spice pack. Um, but yeah, it's what's, like, you still the, get the whole smoking thing. What's the, do you remember the link or can we put it in the description or something? <clears throat> I can definitely find the link in the next few seconds here. Or while you talk about, while you look for that, I got this package sent to me by Yo Kratom. Shout out to Yo Kratom, the home of the $60 kilo. And it, but in it, it had this box of fume, which is like nicotine vapes. They're uh, Cuban tobacco flavored. And it was su- way too strong. And the problem with it was I, I ran out of my, uh, whatever the these are called the uh mm-hmm. the jewel the jewel right and so i was smoking that and then it messes it, i think it might have messed up my tolerance even more and so you got to be careful with these things what mm-hmm. uh, yeah because i, I did find the link what is it um maybe you could even pull it up we could look uh okay. but it's primalfusionhealth.com primal fusion health, health? Health. Health. Yeah. And then he said, I use all the tea and herb blends. They're specifically made for the volcano. You'll need some tobacco. My favorite is rest rhythm, dream vision, grounding, and breathe. All right, I'm going to share it. Here we go. Can you see it? Yep. All right. So you got to X out of this thing. Primal pride, dream vision, rest rhythm energy okay yeah i'm seeing the different blends i wonder yeah. if it feels good or like tastes good in your in your lungs i think it would um he's saying it's only for volcano i have a feeling you can just smoke it but yeah well, maybe we can read some reviews and see how people are using it um Click here find become a client reviews in, in let me Austin. go back to the talk yeah what's the products uh podcasts articles i guess events. it's herb store at the beginning there yeah, okay. that's what it is. Choose option. Full details. Let's see if there's any reviews down here. Highlights, scent, ingredients, details. Let's at least say the ingredients. What does it say in ingredients? Mugwort. <laughs> <laughs> Damiana, mullen, uh, organic rose petals, spearmint. Colt's foot. <laughs> Colt's foot. That's like a, a baby horse foot. Totally. But yeah, these are like things we've heard of over okay. the years. You know, they're herbs. Um, yeah, but feeling you can smoke them. I'm interested to see if somewhere on the site it says like, do not smoke this and only vape it. But Oh, right. But um, I mean, I would like to vape it eventually. That's the healthiest option. But those volcanoes are five to $800, I think. <clears throat> okay testimonials we'll just real quick let's see transform your health looks like they're still like meditating and working out and mm-hmm. being positive doing some rituals around the fire some nature a lot of nature ice baths 
I need to do a nice bath. When when's the last time you did a nice bath? Um last Thursday. And I might be going later today. I actually have to check. But I have a little story about the place we do ice baths now, which is um it's called Evolve in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And I they recently marked my price down half because I've begun teaching yoga there. Nice. So they're so they kundalini? Gave me half off. Yeah. It's interesting though because you know the way that we're kind of framing it is that it's called Bodhishan yoga. So it's our own hybrid yoga of all the yogas we've ever taken. Nice. Um, so there is like a large kind of kundalini influence. Uh, but we don't exactly follow 100% the kundalini, um, you know, like... Method. Method, whatever. yeah. But we do use several of those exercises for sure. But just like, you know, they have a, an exact way you have to tune in and an exact way you have to tune out and don't change this or that or the other thing. Sometimes it's very, like, kind of prescriptive, and, and I like to have a little more of a flow. Um, so I'm influenced by definitely kundalini, but also kriya yoga, which is uh, Yogananda's uh, yoga, which he made that really popular book, Autobiography of a Yogi. Um, So his his teacher was a Kriya Yoga teacher. Um, And it's all the same thing. You know, yoga is just, it's different schools, different leaders of thought, but it's all bringing you to the same place. So breathing, centering. Yeah, like connecting the mind and the body, I guess. I'm just... 100%. Yeah. yeah, pranayama and asana. So pranayama is the breathing techniques. Asana is the posture. Uh, mudra, which is the hand positions. Uh, meditation. Um, and uh, mantra, which are sacred kind of sayings or even songs. They can be you know sung in a kirtan fashion. And we combine all of these technologies, all of these methods into one one hour experience and um if you do it well it has really like a big effect on you um if you kind of half-ass it you know you can kind of not feel that different after but if you give it your all like the more you put in the more you get out as with most things in life <laughs> yeah i've been neglecting yoga i guess I've, I've, i don't know why but i i was doing it i was using this app like down dog on, on App, my Apple iPod and I but I'm just like for, I'm meditating for sure running doing pull-ups and push-ups and curls and stuff trying to stay physically fit but I, I've slipped in my yoga practice well meditation is yoga I think people you know we often think yoga is only the handstands and the headstands and the down dogs and the up dogs yeah, the down dogs stretching That's, that's actually preparation for yoga. Um, ah. So yoga means union. And that's when you find yourself in that meditative state of, you know, there's no object, there's no observer, you kind of merge. That's the union, the, the merging. All, yoga also means merging. Um, so meditation is the actual yoga. All the stretches and stuff just get you ready to meditate it more or less is like calming your body down to a place where you can enter meditation easier so a lot of people do yoga for a long time just so they can learn how to meditate and once they meditate they don't have to do as many asanas it's not like you can't but you don't exactly have to and like meditation is still yoga i I remember like at the end of of every yoga session you would get that uh, shavasana and then i guess that would be but you're like laying there so you're not really meditating but you're very relaxed and sometimes even fall asleep but then also the next class has to start and you and so you have like your five minutes to lay there i feel like that in my mind, I did not really even incorporate meditation in with yoga. I just thought it was like the stretching, the the relaxing of the body, and that, and you could carry that on forward through your day. Mm-hmm. But you know, there should be like okay, a little yoga. I mean, a meditation room. Like you guys got to get up and go, but you go sit in this other room that's while we start the next class. I just made that up. <laughs> but that's a great idea. Yeah. So like go go into our rejuvenation station now while we get the next class in. Um, but there is a yoga all around Shavasana and it's called Yoga Nidra. 
Uh-huh. And it's essentially a sleeping class. Yes. Uh, and it works. Like I went and I went into like hypnosis more or less and woke up an hour later and was like, whoa, what happened? That was the fastest hour ever. Um, but it's all about relaxation. It's like they lay you down and they're telling you to, you know, soften each part of your body all the way down from the crown of your head to your toes. And they mention like every body part, like relax your fingertips, relax your your wrists, relax your upper arm, relax your lower arm. Like they go through all of this and you just like enter this really relaxed state. And then before you know it, you're waking up and it's like, they're like, wake up now. <laughs> uh, I've had, that was suggested to me, uh, you know, over the years, cause I've had sleeping issues, which I'm doing a lot better uh, with, but yeah. And it helps. It totally helps with like the calming down of the body you just have to it's you have to sit there and kind of listen to it and they mm-hmm. lull you into a lo- like a lullaby into mm-hmm. sleep yeah yeah i like it um i don't do that one too often cuz i'm a little more into like the 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 charging like the prana boosting and then the meditation and the mantra because it just really clears the cobwebs of those of the mind and helps you get out of any like uh, mental thinking patterns that aren't for your highest good, essentially. Interesting. Um, So I like that. And that's why I do it daily is because it's easy to get caught up in, you know, too much stuff and be overwhelmed. And what's a prana boosting like exercise? Yeah. One would definitely be like the longevity Kriya, which we've done so many times put your arms out like that yeah nasty and i don't exactly do that one anymore i felt like i milked that one as far as i could um i did it for 40 days in a row over three times probably five times maybe even more than that um (laughs) so i did that one to death pretty much um but these days i'm doing one called white swan kriya which is it's pretty easy you just put your thumbs here at third eye point and you just meditate for as long as you can Oh my um, god. Eventually your arms become exhausted. Yeah. And you have to put your arms down. Um Ooh, I like Yeah, that. but it's really fun it, it, and it feels good. There's this doing something like linking the north and south pole almost. They're not north and south I guess you think east and west because it's left and right, but uh, it's a weird feeling. You start to get this like charge and static and electricity between your thumb tips. Um, it looks cool. Yeah, and it's fun, you know. And that's part of yoga too. Is it's it's fun. It's an exercise. Um, it's like pushing yourself through that pain, though. I know with the longevity kriya, it, it's like eleven minutes of holding the pose with your arms at you know like forty five degree angles to the north and forty five to the south, I guess, in the back. Yeah. And um, you think you could do it, and then after like seven minutes, you're like, Jesus, yeah. this is. You're like, I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have to push through. But then when you finally let go, it's it's a relief. Yeah, well, all that prana is circulating, and you feel your internal nervous system. We usually don't ever feel that. I mean, maybe you feel it during working out, or like if you've went running for a long time and you're in that cool down. Um, there's many ways to get it, but. Uh, yeah, it's doing something for sure to bring a lot of electricity into parts of the body that it doesn't normally go. And it's awakening all these meridian points and all these, you know, chakras, which people think of chakras as like only the seven or eight that are straight down the spine, but there's chakras all over the body. There's thousands of chakras. Uh-huh. It's just about how kind of attuned you are to them. But those first kind of seven that we think of are like the introductory chakras, you know, like first grade chakras. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm st- I still work on those. You and I were talking briefly the other day on the phone about the, the third eye or the, the, you know, the center of the brain chakra. I don't know. The Vindu. The Vindu? Vindu with a B. Oh, yeah, I, could, I could actually probably show, I have the book right here. Okay. I could show you where it is. And it's really interesting because in Kundalini yoga, they never taught this point, um, which is why I like to explore different yogas. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Yogi they Pajan. say Kundalini is like the, the most advanced, you know, but it's kind of just hyping itself up in a way, I think. They're mm-hmm. all, they all have something special going on. But, um, <clears throat> so, let's see if you can see it. Yeah, I mean, so, I see a tri- triangle. Is it in the? F- yeah, it's that. It's that one in the center of the head. Okay. Uh, so the center dot 
of yeah. those three dots. Yeah. So it's trying to show you to bring your it's trying to show you to bring your prana up from the base of the spine up to you know the back of the head. You hit the throat too, but then once you hit, it's hard to point in reverse. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, but once you hit that point, you go into the head. Yes. And oh, okay. a lot of times in in Kundalini Yoga, they they stress the top of the head only because it's like. What do they call it? I forget the name of. Uh, I know it's called a thousand petal lotus um, chakra, but they really put a lot of stress on like focus on the top of your head and like beam up. But they don't really talk about going into the center of the head. And and I did it for the first <laughs> time and had a really great experience. And I was like, wow, this is powerful. This is like a secret. Like you know, like maybe they don't teach it because it's a secret. You know, <laughs> in Kundalini, it's like a more advanced version. Um, but this book's called Kundalini Tantra, uh, and it it's not Kundalini Yoga, it's Kundalini Tantra. It's it's drawing on the Kundalini energy still, but it's a whole different teacher, a whole different lineage. It has nothing to do with Yogi Bhajan that is the, known as like the main kind of teacher of Kundalini Yoga in the West. Um, but really, he just repackaged things that are ancient and, and brought it to the masses. You know, like that's the case with a lot of these things. Like Wim Hof. I just, I did some more Wim Hof and I do it still very regularly, but not every day. And like I used to start my morning with Wim Hof breaths and now I go straight into meditation, like right, basically right out of bed. That way I get, I, I don't know, it helps me wake up. And mm -hmm. so did, did the uh, Wim Hof breathing technique. But this morning I meditated and then I did Wim Hof and then I meditated a little bit more and then I went and exercised and, and then we, I came to do this podcast, but mm -hmm. uh, like in the sauna, if you will, you're it's you get so much so much more of a an effect from doing like the Wim Hof because your body's more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And I get like I typically take like super hot baths, mm -hmm. and it'll and I'll do it in there. But you have to be careful because you don't want to like pass out. Hundred percent. Yeah, you uh, gotta be really careful with that. I have these little armrests, and I, every time I feel like I'm slipping into that DMT trip um, mm -hmm. when you're holding your breath uh, after you've exhaled for the minute or whatever, you inhale and hold and squeeze, and then you and then you like blast mm -hmm. off. I, I put my arms on this rest because if I did slip, it would like hold me up a little All bit. Right. But I've never passed out. I've been doing ice baths, and I you know I, I put it even closer to my front door now so that. I can go like right into it, like either out of the sauna or the bath. And mm -hmm. obviously, if your body temperature is raised significantly from the bath, you can go and get in the, to the ice plunge. And it's a little easier mm -hmm. to, to deal with. But also, I, I, it's like, whoa, I'm like on the verge of... <laughs> you know not being conscious particularly. yeah well your ice bath is so cold it's it's like i feel like you're getting this ultimate challenge whereas you know we're getting in at you know 55 degrees steven's getting in at 45 but yours was like 39 the last yeah. time you saw like you checked the temperature those couple degrees make a big difference because i i just tried to get into where steven's at which is you know 10 degrees colder and it was like almost unbearable i could only do one minute you know whereas i can easily do probably 10 minutes um and even longer you know like once you finally yeah acc acclimate yeah like yeah. it's easy to just keep going um the only reason you should get out is probably just for the health of your limbs because the longer you stay in you're not really getting that stress response benefit anymore uh you're just kind of really cold uh, um so you know i wouldn't say doing more than 10 minutes is really necessary unless you're trying to like do a world record like harhari or something but um i don't think staying in too too long is really going to give you exponentially more benefit i think the five to ten minutes is all you need um but yeah, I was recommending you warm that up just a little to get I it to 45 because then you could stay in the full five minutes, you know. And I I, I did that. I took I took like a, a bucket into my bath with me mm -hmm. so that whenever I went from my bath, which is like steeping hot, 
to the cold plunge, I carried the bucket with me and then I poured the bucket in mm-hmm. right before I got in there. But you're pouring five gallons into a hundred gallon tank and it, I don't think it did anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I typically I'll wait till midday or after where the temperature has risen up to about 45 degrees. If you look at one of my last kind of cold plunges, it might be on our TikTok or something. Um, I, it was at 45 degrees, but I some where I don't record them because I'm going straight from the bath into there and I don't have time to fuck mm-hmm. around. And I typically TMI, but I, w- I won't even like put underwear on. I just, I go out at my, it's in my front, <laughs> the front of my house, you know, but I'll have the, the towel and I kind of like shield myself from my neighbors while I <laughs> dip down under, in, in there. That's and awesome. I, I've done... I did three minutes a few, uh, probably two or three weeks ago, right before a party, we were going to this masquerade ball gala. It's like a fundraiser for men's mental health. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like charged up, I guess. And so, and, and I did, and I, I know I stayed in there for a full song of, it was, um, well, some little way. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Exactly. <laughs> and that helps you kind of just get through it. And I, I know I, I was, I was up to like 2 a.m. that morning. I got, you get like this, they say like a cocaine effect, all the endorphins and the adrenaline. And yeah, it does. A, there's a big dopamine spike for hours after I just heard uh, Huberman. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, Andrew. just this morning he was talking about the benefits. It just came up on my YouTube algorithm um, uh, that there's a massive dopamine spike for hours after you do an ice bath. Um, and there's two reasons. One is, of course, the cold and the endorphins and all the stuff, but also doing something hard mm-hmm. and accomplishing it makes you feel good about yourself. It gives you like a, like a self-esteem boost. Um, uh, so that's another aspect to it. I... I checked it this morning. My ice bath was at 37 degrees. I don't know if I'll do it today, but I also, it doesn't circulate, you know, so that I'm staying like almost as still as I can possibly stay. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, some of these uh, regulated temperature ice baths have like a circulation. Does the one you go to at Evolve have like circulating water? Yeah. It circulates. It's great, you know, and it's interesting because Steven's always pushing me to get into the cold one and, I've gotten into the cold one once for one minute and once for like two or two and a half minutes. I'm slowly getting there. And I think as with everything, no one needs to try to do the hardest thing as fast as possible. Like, this is a journey, you know, like build yourself up to a place where, because it, once you, I don't know, once you kind of do the hard thing and you're done with it, it's like, it loses the excitement, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like build up a little. Like yeah. I talk about that with psychedelics too. It's like you don't need to do the five grams as your first trip. Like, why are you rushing to like this like ultra high place? Like, enjoy this journey. You know, start at half a gram. Mm-hmm. The next time, try one gram of mushrooms. I'm talking about, and then a gram and a half, and then two grams, and slowly get up there. And it's way more responsible. Way you're gonna have like like a, a much higher chance of having a great experience if you start low. Um, and not like, oh, I've never experienced this before, and this is way too much, and you're yeah. getting like, tripped out in a bad way. You know, I think with everything, just kind of slow but surely like get up there. You know, it's, it's, it's almost similar with the all story about uh, doing the marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should have did a 5K and then a 10K, and then because y'all kind of broke yourselves trying to go all the way. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. We did a marathon without training the rock and roll <laughs> marathon in San Antonio back in 2012 or 2013. And yeah, I, have, I mean, I'm finally back to being able to run, uh, you know, pretty consistently, but I definitely messed up my Achilles for quite a while. <laughs> right. So like that training, it it's fun, you know, and I think it builds up this kind of like the role that we get on. Um, and you don't have to rush to do the craziest thing, you know, don't climb Mount Everest first, like start on, Enchanted Rock, you know, or something like right. that. Right. You're like dipping your toe in the water and, and you don't have to jump at the deep end yet, uh, right away. And you do, you do build up a tolerance for the cold, uh, mm-hmm. res- whatever, the resistance or, um, I mean, they, they're called, it's like brown fat mm-hmm. uh, so that you can withstand that stress of, mm-hmm. of the cold 
at a, at a higher uh, level, you know, or, or colder temperature. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I kind of have to work with, with the temperature of the tub that I have, but I can also modify it, like you said, by dumping different, you know, water into it to mm-hmm. increase the temperature. But I like to just, I, I almost don't even like to look at the temperature when I first get in, just because I get in and then I'll check the temperature while I'm in there because if I look at it before I get in, mm-hmm. it might be too intimidating, right? You know, like, but uh, it's been right around 45 degrees, between 40 and 45. And I'm doing like over a minute. I did mm-hmm. two minutes the other day without the, the ice. I mean, without mm-hmm. like the hot bath ahead of time. Uh, you just got to... I, I don't know. I'm just building up. Yeah. <clears throat> That's definitely one way to do it for sure. <laughs> I like, I like the, I think I said my tub is 55 because, um, can I can build up. Yeah. I, you can do it longer and then you can build up the understanding of how it feels to the point that you feel confident going into the other one. Oh, and I, and I'll mention someone actually gave me this tip and it's what helped me get into the coldest one at all okay. because I tried to get into the coldest one and I was, I got out immediately. It was like, no, I, I mm-hmm. felt like I was going to die. Yeah. Um, but what the trick was, was get into the 55 one first, mm-hmm. acclimate there and then jump into the other one. Since Whoa. your body is already like really cold and acclimated to that, like the temperature change isn't so drastic. Wow. So that's how I was able to get into the cold one at all and do the one minute the first time and the two and a half minutes the second time is I would just hop from one cold to more cold. And it wasn't nearly the same level of shock, you know? I've done that with the my the, the existing ice bath. I'll get in, I'll do a minute, and then I get out and I'm like, oh, I didn't do it long enough. So I get back in. And if, for whatever reason, I guess it's a, it's a little bit easier or at least I do a little bit more. I try to... Uh, right. I always try to dunk my head mm-hmm. at least real quick. Uh, I'll like get in, dunk my head, sit there. If you put your hands in, it's mm-hmm. way worse. Yeah, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I do put my hands in, but sometimes not until like I've been in there for like a minute, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm mm-hmm. I can do this. I'm gonna put my hands in. It's gonna be way harder. Do you yeah. do you put your hands in every time? Yeah. So my method is. You know, we hit the little timer. It says 10 seconds to go. And then at times for five minutes at, you know, around three seconds, I just like get in and I go straight down to my neck in like yeah. two seconds. Uh-huh. And then I just, you just have to breathe like powerful breath. Oh, wow. Um, and after like two minutes, you're totally, you're chill. You know, you're like, oh, this, this is fine. Um, but I, I find getting in as fast as possible, submerging as much as possible, as, as fast as possible it helps your your body just kind of gives up it's like okay well i may as well just <laughs> like learn how to deal with this because you're in it you know there's an, yeah. like a slow like it's so weird i almost get paralyzed the the couple times i just tried to stand in it first yeah like the whole like half your body being freezing is so much harder like to withstand than your whole body for some reason like my legs felt like they got stuck like i was in shock like i couldn't even i felt paralyzed for a second and i was like i don't like this feeling you know but yeah when i get my whole body down and and into it i don't get paralyzed it's just like submits to it you know it's i think your veins constrict or something and then because i did that too recently i was like i'm just gonna put my legs in today and i got in there and i but i was instead of like put it like you're you know sitting on the dock of the bay with your legs in the water i was standing Mm -hmm. and it started hurting yeah that's what i'm saying it like hurts it like freezes your nerves up or something it's weird so i got out and then i'm okay i was like i'm not gonna do that again i just got in i'm now i just get in and the the longer you wait the harder it is so just don't think about it just go ahead and get in because that's like the the hardest part ish Mm -hmm. is getting in aside from and I haven't felt this since like last year when I first really started doing it. I bought this big tub and I'm like getting in with, it's like ice sheets mm-hmm. and uh, my kidneys or my organs would start like hurting bad. It was, mm-hmm. it was so weird. But now this year, the few times I've done it like five or 10 times already, it 
that doesn't happen anymore for whatever reason, which is interesting. So I've built up strength against that pain, at least in that area. It's still hard. But also, like, I heard something about it, and we could move past this topic soon, but, you know, you putting your face in mm-hmm. the, under the water, it creates some kind of weird uh, gasping response where you want to, it's like it freaks out your whole body. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't do that first, but I sometimes when I, like, when I'm about to get out, I'll just do yeah, a quick. That's what I do. Okay. As I'm getting out, I'll put the because I, I actually need like earplugs if I'm gonna put my whole or I guess I could hold my ears in um, because I get water trapped in my ears easy. Um, yeah. But so I will just dunk my face in, um, yeah. So I don't have to go under under. But while I'm in the ice bath, I do make a conscious effort to like get the back of the head in. So Ooh. I'll just kind of like tilt my head back because I feel like that's where like our brainstem is. Um. Interesting. And by submerging the brainstem instead of keeping the neck above water, I feel like it does something to the system, like the parasympathetic nervous system. And like, I don't know. I feel like that's a, a good place to submerge. Um, in my experience, I always feel better when I do it. So it's funny that we're, we're like in this very like advanced technological society and we're going back to the old ways to, right. of techniques for i don't even know like strengthening the body i was i i know i saw this japanese monk who would stand underneath a freezing cold waterfall and he would just like stand underneath there for long periods of time and Mm -hmm. there's something beneficial I, i don't and i think it's just to deal with the stress of today's like all the information and that we're constantly streaming in and mm-hmm. just trying to be successful and, you know, like comparing yourself to all these other people who are doing a little bit better. And I try not to do that, but point is by, if you can deal with the stress of an ice bath for three minutes, the rest mm-hmm. of your day should be pretty, pretty easy. Exactly. And that's the same concept with yoga and like the postures, like the longevity Kriya I was talking about. If you can hold your arms like that, you know, you can, you can take anything that can come your way, like stress wise that day. Um, and, and that was exactly what I was trying to say earlier about why I love meditation and how it frees my mind is like that comparison mind, you know, Mm. it's like, whether it be social media or just seeing like someone driving a better car than you or like whatever it could be, it's like that's useless uh, for our mind to do that. And they say that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And I agree. You know, yeah. um, cause it's like, we have so much to be thankful for seriously, like on a crazy level because we could be total freaking losers right now, <laughs> like doing nothing. Yeah. I could be a janitor or yeah. I mean, no, no, offense to no one's a loser, but I just mean in comparison to what we're doing, it could be so much worse. It could be I so know. much worse. You know, I think everyone's at a karmic place where they need to be. And I wouldn't ever call anyone a loser to like their face, but I just mean like to myself, I would feel like a loser. Yeah. If, if I wasn't living up to my potential. Um, and so I feel like we are, we're, we're living up to our potential and trying to stretch it even further, you know, by doing all the things that we do. Yeah. Yeah, we're always pushing the boundary to, to become better people. And yeah, the comparison. One of the things that happens in life that is like inevitable at this point, and hopefully something will change, is we're just, you get older and you're reflecting and like you, like when you were younger or, you know, decisions you should have, could have made when you, when you were younger. Like, cause I, I remember I turned, 21 and I was in jail, you know, and the fact that I am where I am today, you know, with Sheath and the success of Sheath, we're very blessed. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I remember I was, when I was thinking what I was going to do when I got out, I was like, the best case scenario is I would be a janitor. And I was like, it was so, it's so crazy to think that was my mind state at that time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously that didn't happen. And, Right. 
Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because I've said this before, probably on our podcast together, but also my own show, which is for some reason I had this idea at around high school that like the the, the highest thing I could be was a computer salesman at Best Buy. <laughs> like I thought if I had that job, like my life would be a success. You know, right. if I could yeah. just sell computers because I was really into computers and gaming and I was like, dude, I like to stand around and tell people about graphics cards and RAM and memory. And yeah, I play World of Warcraft and like talk to people and like vibe with them on that level. Um, you know, obviously that didn't happen, but so much more did, you know, so much more that I would have never thought I would have started my own company, be co-founder with you for a company that's doing really well. Um played as many shows live as I have and, imp and impacted so many people through yeah, the music, really cool. through mm -hmm. the yoga, through just space holding, community building and all this stuff. It's like, I would have never thought I could do this. And that's why we need to be thankful because not only have we done that, but we can continue to do that. And that's like, that only comes with a level of gratitude, I think, and not taking things for granted and comparing and like getting, uh, been out of shape or bitter because someone else has more millions or whatever the fuck, you know, it's like, there's so much beauty to, to that we have at our fingertips. So we just have to own it and be present enough to like recognize it. How, I mean, you mentioned your, the company founded time wheel house, which I'm co owner ish yeah. uh, on the board, I think, but uh, how, how's that going? So we recently transitioned to a nonprofit model, um, mm -hmm. which I think we talked about on our last podcast. And it just made sense because the music industry, uh, if people, you know, like are anything like me uh, who listen to podcasts about the music industry and keep up with like, you know, I just have like an interest in, in the business of music. It's, it's a nasty place. It's, mm. it's not nice. You know, like record labels are constantly taking advantage of artists, fucking them over um yeah just having terrible business practices being like I, i'm not even going to talk to you like talk to my three liaisons under me or whatever the fuck it is um and they're like i can't even talk to my label and like all this like you know dark nasty business shady stuff and i was after an amount of time realizing we're a record label i didn't really feel comfortable with trying to uh profit off of the artists because if anything i'm trying to support them further right um so i i never felt good about trying to strike a deal i was just like i almost don't want a deal i almost just want to help you and i want nothing out of it and and after enough times of that you had mentioned it a handful of other people have mentioned it they were like that's like kind of like a non-profit mm -hmm. and i was like oh hmm okay well that's interesting let me look into that and then over time yeah, we were like, oh, this is a nonprofit. So we, we switched to that. And it's more of like a community building artist support system. So we don't make a ton of money. We don't have a ton of products. But I feel like we're helping people and doing the things that, that make us feel good. Um, and su supporting art and music, film, podcasts in a way that's easy, like for us, but also for them. You know, we're not asking a bunch of the people that we're helping. Um, and I don't know, it's just like a win-win. And I, I would hope as time goes on, uh, we get better at supporting the artists. We're able to support them better financially and not just like with like social media promo and uh, putting them on our website and that type of thing. But um, it's kind of in a transitionary phase right now. Like we're kind of letting go of the, the whole money-making aspect, the whole agency aspect, and like just trying to find a way to build more community and uh, support artists in, in a better way. I know like when you first started, it, to me, it was always like about art and artists, but like cool uh, psychedelic kind of art. And you would get these crazy views on your posts on like Facebook and Instagram. And then they changed the algorithm and that kind of like mm -hmm. dwindled a lot of the presence that you have. But now I'm seeing it back in my feed. If you mm -hmm. follow Time Wheel on Instagram, it's always like these really cool artistic graphical like yeah. designs. I mean, it's like our depictions and um, right. 
And so now I'm starting to see it again. I don't know if you've noticed a change in the algorithm. Well, I think just as with Sheath, you know, they switched to Reels. Yeah. And for a long time, we were focused on uh, photos. Yes. And so once I started to see, oh, Reels are what's being prioritized in the Instagram algorithm, I was just like, I need to start pulling some videos, uh, you know, up and doing videos more. And as we did, we did definitely see uh, a boost of awareness and some more followers and the more views than normal. Um, Cause yeah, I used to definitely be focused a lot on, on photos, like images of art or even images of text, uh, like what you might call a meme or a quote card. Right. Um, so yeah, we're just focusing more on video now and definitely algor- the algorithms favoring that. And it's cool. It's still artistic expression. We get to pair music with it. Um, kind of get the brand out there, um, but also provide cool content for people inspired by, you know. Do you have a, a time wheel TikTok? There is. Yeah, we have one follower. <laughs> I think it's Zach Jewell. <laughs> yeah, he's always supporting. He's our one follower. But uh, yeah, I haven't got on that. Um, so TikTok isn't my cup of tea. You know, of course, I hear weird things about it politically, like it's a Chinese spy operation. Um, yeah. And they can read your data and your contacts and your text messages when you have it installed on your app. I still have it installed, so I'm still getting spied on. But I just don't really like to spend a lot of time there. Um, so but, many different, but, you know, apps. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, but I'll say like, there's definitely good content there. There's there's an enjoyable content on TikTok. I just there's too many things for me to focus on to add yet another thing. I think. Um, to do check every out day. the sheath TikTok, uh, yeah. sheath underwear TikTok, and it's cool. We're and we're trying to get a little some more following there. It's but it is like how many different social media platforms can we? Yeah, Facebook, what? Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, podcast. Yeah. It's a shitload of stuff, you know. Like it's not easy. That's why people hire people to do it for them, and that's mm-hmm. been my job in the past, and kind of is my job with sheath. Um, because right. you know, for the to the CEO to do all of that on top of running the business, that's just impossible. You know? Yeah, and we focus. I'm like I like YouTube. It's probably my favorite app. Shout out to YouTube. You'll be able to watch this here on YouTube or iTunes Music or or uh, you know Spotify or whatever. But mm-hmm. I I get most of my content from YouTube, if not just like a po- listening to a podcast. And there's just that's. It has everything you need. I don't need to go. And of course, I get on Instagram because a lot of our uh, the people we work with post on Instagram, and I like to see what what they're doing for us. and And we get a lot of cool content from that. But it's like TikTok is just another Instagram or YouTube version of media, and it's and. and We forgot to mention Snapchat. I mean, it's like, geez, how many. I can't. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm, but we're doing it. But I, we have, you know, we've outsourced TikTok mm-hmm. to an extent. And we're, okay. we'll be doing a giveaway on TikTok here pretty soon. So if you want to follow us, go ahead and do that. But mm-hmm. just it's it's madness. I mean, because, you know, it ha- it's not going to stop there. There's going to be another platform. And I guess there are like I just thought of like Parler and mm-hmm. all like uh, I think like, yay bought parlor oh wow but or it became a, a heavy investor in there and there was gab and there's another one too which i don't remember the name but it was an interesting concept i mean i don't think i'll do it because again i don't want to keep stacking things to do i'd rather do what i'm doing well and then over you know uh pack Extending. myself yeah, yeah i overextend myself but it was interesting though because what it did is what it does is the app will tell you, uh, create a 30 second video right now. And it can't be curated because it's like, it only gives you the chance to do it now. Okay. So whatever you're doing now is what you film. Ah. And then you see what everyone's doing now, rather than this, like I'm on the beach, you know, but like actually I'm in bed posting the picture that I'm on the beach. It's like a real social platform because you can't post old videos. You can only post now when it gives you the chance to do it. I wish I'd remember the name of it. Um, but it, yeah, that's an interesting concept, at least. I think whoever you know came up with that is pretty smart. 
Yeah, I, I remember I came up with the idea for Instagram. I think just, uh, <laughs> before Instagram came out, but it was and it was just pictures. There wouldn't necessarily be any text, which it's it's morphed into what it is now. But I, I don't know. I took a picture of my hand reaching out, and I like took a picture of it, and and that was just it would just be an image of kind of like what you're doing now. Maybe they should have called it now. But there's too many platforms. And do you remember and, Foursquare? Yes, where you were like check in. Yeah, I like that one because I became like the top level check in at like the Starbucks that I went to, for example. <laughs> yep. It was like Matt checked in here 400 times. You know, like he's the number one check inner, and I was like, yeah, I own this place. You know. <laughs> yeah, you should have bought you should have bought stock in in Starbucks way back in the day, probably because you've for been sure. one of their biggest customers. I know. I spend like fifty thousand a month there. I used to, yeah, and <laughs> I, I typically only go to Starbucks now if I'm traveling or if it's like a really special occasion because we just make our coffee at home and I'm yeah. drinking half calf mm-hmm. just because you know you the the caffeine intake of society it might be higher than it needs to be because then you start mm-hmm. doing double and triple and quad shots and right. uh, been there done that I'm trying to get to a baseline and I mean my sleep has improved since I have been doing the half calf so it might have you know play a part Definitely. that adrenal rebuilder yeah uh, Dr. Wilson's adrenal rebuilder that you're still taking that I love it yeah I definitely recommend that if to anyone who's feeling sluggish over you know having mm-hmm. maybe burnt out your adrenal glands from drinking too many exactly. hot shots. Totally. Yeah, I would I would like to make coffee at home, but I do and it doesn't work. Like I have to drink two or three cups to even get the buzz. Uh, and all yeah. of that acidity yeah. of three cups, it's not it's almost not worth it, you know, at that point cuz now my stomach hurts. Like now I have the buzz but my stomach hurts, you know, all this acidity. So I do get the the shots. Uh, if I could make espresso at home, that would probably be cool. Those are machines to get a good one. You know, they're expensive, like the volcano we were mentioning earlier. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it, it eventually will happen. But for now, I'm gonna just I still use Starbucks, but we go to different coffee shops too. Like we like local coffee shops. Um, we go there like once a week. They're way more expensive, but you know it's okay because it's not like. Um, a franchise and stuff, you know, like, supporting uh, local. Yeah. We're, we're trying to support local, but small businesses and get that back into the mix so that the, these monopolies can't completely take over like Amazon, which I purchase most of my products on because it's so convenient and you can get it all in one split, one place. And then if you, you need to do a return, you don't have to go back to this obscure website to do a return. You just do it at Amazon. But so I'm kind of, counter uh acting what i just said about supporting local but um i would ideally i do shop at at local smaller um you know non-chain store right places because we're on amazon and we're we have you know our own website and you need to be have consistency in pricing from all the different areas like when where someone can buy it Mm-hmm. But you have to play the game on Amazon because you're competing against all these other brands. So they have to, you sometimes have to make it cheaper on Amazon just to compete with the people like that are have sponsored ads right next to your product, which is kind of what I was saying back about Apple earlier, where you don't want your more expensive product next to these cheaper products because they're just going to buy the cheaper product mm-hmm. and i don't i don't think you can buy apple products on amazon mm-hmm. probably for that reason you have to go specifically to apple and but you also can you know it's the most shopped platform in existence and so if you want to get the you know potentially new customers or you know just you got to play the game essentially right. Well, one thing I like about what Sheath does is if a person genuinely asks for like a discount, like more times than not, we accommodate them. Yeah, you want to have a good customer experience. I know we had a customer, we have our warehouses, you know, where we ship all our online orders from, but then we also have this small 
a storefront here in Woodland Park, and I sold two pair of uh, women's underwear to a lady that came by the other day. And we have a 100% money back guarantee, but it's on your first pair. Okay. So she brings in both pairs out of the packaging, both worn. I shouldn't, I don't even know why I took them back because she handed them to me and I was kind of like thrown off by the whole situation. But I, because I didn't want to be like, I can only give you a refund for the first pair for whatever reason, because I didn't want to be difficult. She was asking for a refund and, Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we hold to the policy, like if you email us or whatever, you, it, you'll, we have customer service reps that are going to be like, this is our policy and you can only refund the first pair. But in that, like every now and then, you know, we make, we make exceptions because uh-huh. we're a small business and we, we do have that flexibility. But obviously if you've tried on like 10 pairs and you return them all, and I actually told her, it's typically only for one pair, but I'm going to do this, you know, this yeah. one time or whatever. I think that's the right thing to do is to say like, this isn't what we usually do, but we're going to make an exception for you. Yeah. Um, but one other thing I think about it is if that person's really coming back for a refund, they must really need it. You yeah. Because I mean? yeah. like, I buy stuff sometimes. And it's like, it didn't work for me. I, I don't want to go through the headache. Yeah, exactly. Of driving and- to a place and, asking for this and that and spending an hour of my time. I'd rather just say it didn't work, you know? Exactly. So if they, they need it that bad, may as well try and help. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, and that's what we do with the discounts. Like if you see it full priced and you really want it, but you can't afford it, if email our customer service and say, yo, can I get, you know, I want to try it. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a discount this one time or whatever? I pretty much guarantee we're going to, say yes so right. at least for your first purchase and or if you wanted to be like i tried them i love them but i want to buy like 13 pairs or 30 pairs mm-hmm. can you work with me on that we're we're a small company we can make things happen mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we're here you know the our my boss i'm the ceo but my boss is the customer and so you guys let us know what you want and we try to do our best to accommodate that we never never want to you know, have an upset customer leaving and telling a story about how we didn't do some small thing that we could have easily done, like that story you just told about totally. Lowe's. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. That's an uh, interesting topic, though. I was going to say, just as uh-huh. a side note, that the one thing we can never get back in our life is the time. I know. Once the time is spent, it's gone for good. Like, you can get a dollar back, you can get your money back, you can get so many things back but like the one thing you can never get back is your time and it's valuable so that's why i kind of think like is it worth it for me to drive to this place and get my 11 dollars, or is me having my one hour more valuable sometimes that's way more valuable yeah the hour is way more valuable plus then you got to hack haggle with them maybe or you know it's like this uncomfortable situation and if if you have absolutely nothing going on in your life maybe it's it's not a huge deal but yeah i can't imagine taking the time to drive into town do return just for you know a a minimal amount of money i I will donate it i'll just donate whatever i bought that i don't want usually you know, I don't throw stuff away very much because I hate wasting right. things. But somebody, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, and somebody will like the thing that I bought. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally if it's like hundreds and thousands of dollars, yes, I might go return it. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah. if it's just something that didn't work and it's a little knickknack, it's like it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Well, um, it's been an honor to spend this time with you again. Like I, I, I wish, yeah, I, I want to, I wish we could spend more time together. I feel like I'm working a lot, but we're getting a balance now. I've hired an, a, a, someone to help here at the store, at the warehouse, and I'm getting some of my time back, but mm-hmm. we had to get things running smoothly, which everything's running really smoothly. If you guys order from sheathunderwear.com, we're going to ship it out within 24 hours unless there's some weird anomaly usually same day um we have one order that's 
been sitting there for five days, but he put his wrong address. He didn't put a street number. Obviously, you're not going to send it with no number on the street. Mm -hmm. So typically, we should send everything out same day. If you have any issues, you can come to us. We're going to take care of you. You got these two guys here, like manning Mm -hmm. the company or managing the company. And so we try to be good people. You can listen to Matt's podcast, the... uh, Zen Archive. Okay, I was going to say Time Wheel for some reason. You can I'm find cool. that on timewheel.net, um, as well as this podcast on timewheel.net. Oh, nice. Um, so I didn't even know I was on there. Yeah, yeah. All the podcasts are on there. Um, but my podcast is Zen Archive, X-I-A-N, Archive. And that's kind of my artist alias is Zen, so that's why we call it Zen Archive, because it's the archive of my conversations. Um, yeah, and check out Time Wheel at Time Wheel on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook as well. We don't really do that much on Facebook anymore, but um, we have a YouTube as well. Uh, you can find all that at timewheel.net. And yeah, uh, we're doing yoga in San Antonio. If you're interested in yoga, you can follow Bodaishan on Instagram. It's kind of a hard thing to spell but B-O-D-A-I-S-H-I-N, Bodaishin, and you'll see our yoga events there. Um, Pretty much only San Antonio for right now, but I'm sure things will go to Austin and Colorado before long. Beautiful. Yeah, I spaced on the ZN Archive. I have it on my playlist. I I don't know. But anyways, (laughs) ZN Archive, Matt Humble, ZN... Matt, I mean, you, Matt Zian, you have a bunch of different names with Badayashin, yeah, yoga, and uh, you're doing a lot of great things. So keep keep up the good work, building up good karmic presence. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. We will see you next week. Make sure to tune in for our live streams on our sheets uh youtube channel we do them this saturday every saturday at 10 a.m mountain standard time so we'll see you next time see you next time bye thank you